0: This is season two, episode 25, 25 of the Faith Over Breakfast podcast.
1: Good morning, welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. My name is Andy Middleton. I'm the pastor of Mission Church in Tucson, Arizona, and I'm sitting down to uh, impromptu breakfast with my buddy Eric uh, behind a microphone. Somehow we ended up in a recording studio. How did that happen? I have no idea. You went to Chick-fil-A, you got the sandwich, you time warped, here you are, (laughs) and (laughs) amazing. And we did a short podcast. uh, Didn't end up being that short. Well, 30
0: minutes is short for us. We usually hit the 35 going on 36. Uh, Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Eric? Good morning. Good morning. You, you have Chick Fil A. I have
0: Chick Fil A. Oh, man, it was a crazy day.
1: It's not even that a day yet. Crinkle. Listen to it. Yeah. Dude, wow. Um, yeah. So you're actually. There's actually faith in a breakfast faith, for, you. Oh,
0: for me from probably like the first time. Yeah. Bro. In a really long time.
1: Oh, you got that. You got that chicken biscuit. What's uh? What's going on, man? What? Why? Uh, why are you in such a fluster?
0: Well, it's raining.
1: Does that just change everything for you?
0: I left my charger at home. I needed to go make sure the heater was turned on for my meeting because I didn't really anticipate it being cold. Oh. And then I I hadn't had breakfast because, I don't know, we went to Starbucks and I don't really like eating at Starbucks. No?
1: What's the problem with eating at Starbucks? I
0: don't know. It's just mostly sugar. I mean, and other sandwiches, I don't know. I just can't handle their sandwiches. I don't like them.
1: Okay. Yeah. So. so you went to Chick Fil A, like a good pastor.
0: Yeah, I haven't been Chick Fil A in a long time. It's probably not the best thing either. But here we go.
1: Yeah, I think I think this stuff is um, actually infused with crack. Mm, yeah, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I keep coming back. I don't know. Anyway, it's let's let's hope for the best. Let's hope it's just sugar, sugar infused chicken. There's something in there. Um. Anyway, hey man. Uh, hey. Good so, to see you. So we uh we're even less queued up than usual, but that's okay, because our uh, concept here is when pastors sit down for breakfast and talk, this is what you get. And, you know, guess what? Sometimes they're running behind because they had to go turn the heater on, because that's what happens in small churches where you don't have a janitor. Yeah, um, well, that anything and... Anything else. When you
0: have, you know, a regular homeless guy who is now part of your church and you're gonna have meetings with people who are gonna feel very awkward with a homeless guy showing up. They're sitting in the front. I need to also make sure his stuff was moved and he yeah. wasn't there.
1: Yeah. This is we this is regular for us. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you
0: know it more than we do. Yeah.
1: But a regular homeless guy? As mm-hmm. opposed to your regular homeless guy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well. Hey man, that's the life. Mm-hmm. So uh, I threw I threw a topic out to you. Haven't heard back, so I'm just gonna see. We're just gonna do it. We're mm-hmm. gonna do it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was. But you yeah. talk first. Me talk. Yeah, you've got. You no. seem to have. You
0: support. tell me about this, this question and how it applies to you.
1: Yeah, so that you can eat your sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I was uh, I was thinking it'd be interesting to hear from you what when you have doubts about faith. What, what are the things that cause you to doubt? And then when you feel like your faith is, you know, strengthened, what are the types of things that strengthen it? And I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that it'd be helpful for people to hear that we deal with these things. And then also an assumption I have is that these things, it's very different for like, for somebody, you know, the thing that throws them into an existential crisis, you know, doesn't affect another person at all, you know. And uh, and the thing that would throw me into a crisis of faith might, you know, to somebody else, they go, that's that's no problem.
0: Well, I'm going to do something that you do to me. Are you? Good. So could you talk, uh, explain existential?
1: Yeah. Um, no, actually I can't. <laughs> Because existential isn't a church-only word. Mm-hmm. I, I make you do that for church-only words. It's not a church yes, But only a lot word. of
0: people don't know what it
1: means. Yeah. Well, I mean. So I, I don't have a technical definition for mm. you. Um, but I would say, like, a, what, is, what does this mean? Is there any meaning to this? Like yeah. a crisis of, like, why am I here? What mm-hmm. does this mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Sounds then good. then there's existentialism, and that's a whole, mm-hmm. whole other thing. Um, shout out to Miss Walker. Uh high school english for making me watch the movie beam there mm-hmm. and uh, think about that so uh but anyway um yeah that's uh that's what I wanted to talk about you with me yeah i'm with you okay
0: that was a really good sandwich yeah
1: you you crushed that that's yeah. you ate at an andy pace yes i did I, eat that's how eat. i eat a sandwich right there that was good
0: yeah yeah yeah, it's no. way
1: better when you don't chew. Yeah, I don't chew. Just, just it's like a snake. It you is. You <laughs> just take that mouse down hole. Right. Well, I, I feel like later.
0: last week I talked a lot about what I was thinking about things, and so I kind of would like to hear at least to start out by hearing your kind of doubt and faith. Like where where does that yeah. come from? How does that happen for you?
1: Yeah, um, and I and I'm not coming to this with a I haven't I purposely didn't you know work this out, so i think I think the times and this is just so so true to my story in general, but the times when I probably practically doubt God the most are when I feel like everything is on my shoulders and and I'll have a thought and i'll I'll think, you know isn't God supposed to? be involved in my life. Like, don't I, don't I think that, isn't that what I believe? And then I'll think, yeah, it doesn't seem like it though. You know, like it doesn't seem like if I were to trust God with this, that anything would change. And then, um, and then I give myself this little talk about human responsibility and yada, yada, yada. And look, man, you got to get up and do your stuff and God's involved in that. And I kind of keep pushing through it. But um, but I think that's a those are moments where I really, you know,
0: and would you be say, say that you're doubting the existence of God?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so it's not doubt. It's not a doubt of his involvement, but an actual doubt. me, of his existence.
1: I mean, you know, in the in those moments, I don't I don't take that next step and try to figure that out. Okay. But I would venture to say that it is a evidence of a doubt, you know, within me that this is even real, that there's even anything to this, that there's anything more at all, actually. You know, when that, when I, when I go there, that's, you know, that's part of it. Um, And then, yeah, but I mean, I don't know, but it could be, it could be that I think there's a God who just doesn't care about me, but I, I don't know. I might, I might venture to say like on days like that, it's, you know, if I were really to sit down and plow into that and go, where am I at right now? Like, do I, do I actually think there's a God, you know? Cause I think I tend to say in my mind, if there's a God, it would be an involved God. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I'm ever tempted to think there's a God who's just sitting on the couch. I don't know. Personally. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So how about you?
0: Doubts. When do I do I face doubts about God's existence?
1: You're like not me. I'm good.
0: Uh, when it comes to the existence of God, I would say no, um, because I've spent a long time processing through uh, what life means mm-hmm. with a lot of people and right. having to wrestle with it philosophically, and the conclusion that I have come to, both through experience. And through what seems to be logical is that God makes more sense than no God.
1: Okay, I'm going to call a timeout here. You jump into the second part of the the I, question. You, you got to give. Oh I will. Okay.
0: So, th- but for me, that's the foundation. So then, where does the doubt come from? Okay. Well, the doubt settles more in how that God involves Himself with us.
1: So you're more you're more on the other end of the spectrum, where it's like the existence of God, sure, no problem.
0: Right. Well, because I think we tend to shape our understanding of God from our parents or from the lack thereof or some parental figure.
1: And you've never doubted that your parents existed.
0: Yes, I I (laughs) haven't doubted that existence. But I think we shape our understanding of how God relates to us. And for me, it's always been I have to do X, Y, and Z, and then God will involve himself with me. Uh, And uh, so... I think my doubt is usually about myself and and how good I am. Like I have a hard time believing that uh, God will involve Himself in a way where it's going to be beneficial to me. Yeah. Unless I am doing the exact things that I'm supposed to be doing.
1: Hmm. And that's interesting because I don't have that piece. Right. And I and I agree with you though. I really do agree that that we. The, the home that we are shaped in forms how we think about this. And so there was – the unconditional love piece for me was there. Um That was there. It was – so I, I didn't – I I'd never at home like assumed that I had to perform in a certain way to be loved.
0: Mm. Well, and, and I would actually agree with you. I also have that experience.
1: You have that, Yeah. So what? Yeah. So what? So
0: I, I think you probably have the same thing I do. You just say it differently, and okay. that is when you feel like everything's on your shoulders, when you feel full responsibility for things. I think the thing that I would add is I always knew my parents loved me, mm-hmm. but I was only going to get certain benefits and certain like you know the things that I wanted to happen happen, and if I did it right or I did what I was told to do or you know I followed the right path.
1: See, this is where our parents probably are different. Yeah. So. And I – you don't know mine. I do know yeah, yours. Yeah, unfortunately. Is, <laughs> so I've experienced, you know, counseling under your parents yes. and leadership of events and stuff under your parents. Yeah. And so I can imagine, though it's different than being their kid, um, but I'm thinking – so so when I hear that, I can – I believe that, right? Like, right. I believe like high – like – and your parents, they – the expectations are high, like right? Yes,
0: holiness is a big deal for my parents,
1: right? And um, and I don't think they would ever, you know, go against the gospel as they would, you know, in that. No. But they just they just have they have a high standard, which isn't which is sometimes helpful. But um, like my parents, I did know, and this was on the flip side, like could have its problems that, like, if I went and did terrible things or I didn't deserve something at all, I might still get it. Um, Chances are – like – and I don't want to – they disciplined me. I don't want to say, like, it was all or nothing here. But I'm saying generally – Sure. They would lean toward forgiveness and they would lean toward accepting no matter what. You know, like – I mean, one time my mom spanked me and cried and gave me a hug and said she was sorry, which – Looking back on, like that's silly. Like, spank the kid and let it be, you know, like or whatever. How set him in the corner, whatever you do, like do it and don't apologize for it. Right, that's probably not the best. No, 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 (laughs) not at all. Because it made me realize I could just do what I wanted and get away with it, Um, and that didn't work for me and the rest of the world. So God had to teach me that somewhere else. Right. Um. But so so you're you knew you were loved, but you might not be. But you might get a heavy thing placed on you if you didn't do X, Y, and Z.
0: Right. And and it's not even just the shaping of uh, that through my parents. It was what they taught me about God. And and I think sure, that sure. what I would say is that theologically, my parents were much more God-centric
1: uh-huh.
0: in their – or father-centric in their theology. Or okay. Maybe even more Old Testament in their understanding of who God was. Uh, And not necessarily a Mm Christocentric, though I'm not that they didn't believe in Jesus and grace and all those things, but just the way they shaped and formed their understanding of God came much more through a father like form.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And so,
1: Father, Authority, Creator. Yes. That, yeah. Yes. Those are big. Those paradigms, which are good paradigms. Good paradigms, yeah. But not necessarily
0: uh, always helpful if you don't view them through uh, a, a through Christ, yeah, and 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 as a, so anyway to go so when my doubts come, it's usually me thinking, oh, I messed this all up, and this is why bad things are happening. Yeah, this is why this person's doing this. This is why you know I'm in this place that I'm in. Like I'm fully responsible for my destiny, and I messed it up, and there's no fixing it. Yeah, and so I, I think those are when I want to be like, what the heck, you know? Yeah. Um. Uh, the other part of the doubts that I have is where I end up in doubts is when, and I've just realized this recently, is when theology, in particular, I'm mean, in the world of Reformed theology, becomes a god where it's believed to be right. And so, you know, I heard somebody comment in a meeting recently that they told someone that Reformed life is a, it's a way of living. And the implications of that is almost as if Reformed thinking was above christ thinking you know in the sense of it. and and for me i start when 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 we, i'm like okay well god if somebody's figured out god so well right then i start worrying because i'm like wow like i don't feel that comfortable with all of this and is this the really the way things work and um, and then I get a like little – if
1: I don't have it that figured out? Yes.
0: Like how is it – So it's subtly
1: like you're kind of probably annoyed with the person that says they have it all figured out but then sort of uncomfortable with the fact that you can't be that confident.
0: Right. Huh. Yeah. But I mean for me like I I, I know that uh, doubt is – I don't doubt the existence of God. I don't doubt that scripture is inspired. I don't. I don't ever have those. I think – I might think about those terms and differently than other people do, but I don't doubt them right. and I've had experience, genuine experiences that I can attribute to something beyond myself and yeah so
1: so for you, a confirmation like something that builds your faith or experiences that don't this you know come across as being other than this world yes is, um, um yeah 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 I was gonna, oh, I was just gonna say um. Yeah, like on the parents thing. One more thing before we move on to that, to the what we, you know, what kind of builds our faith. You know, my dad, I realized, and I and I talked with him more specifically about this later in his life. But he, you know, he wasn't, he didn't shy away from saying he wasn't always sure about God, mm-hmm. and so. I actually appreciate that because um, he never. The, the interesting thing is, some people do that, and I think they, the minute they get there and they go, "Maybe there's not a God," they stop trying or they decide to go off into some behavior that they wanted to do actually. Right. And to me, that that doesn't smack of
0: anything genuine.
1: It's yeah, that's like just rebellious, you know. Um, but with my dad, he was. He was faithful to seek out the word. He was faithful to gather, you know, with the church. Even though I have a sneaky suspicion, he didn't feel like doing it very often. Right. Um, he, you know, really sought, like, there were some really key moments in my life where he would, I would tell, I could tell he was saying, I want to do what the Bible's told me to do instead of doing it this other way. Right. Um. But... But, I, you know, one time I just asked him directly, I said, do you ever, are you, like, do you feel sure about God? And he'd just go, oh, no. Sometimes I wonder if it's all true. You know, like it would, to you know, to his kid who he wanted to, I'm sure he wanted to be a good dad and wanted to lead me well, but he didn't hide that. He would just be sure. like, yeah, that's the thing. Um, so, you know, I, I guess... Yeah, maybe that's why I've always felt like that was an okay thing to feel, to to not be sure, you know, to not walk around going like, I know, I know, I know, like, so if I, you know, if in a moment I'm like, I don't know right now, you know, that doesn't feel catastrophic. Sure. To me, yeah. Yeah,
0: and I mean, I think a lot of people doubt um, because they don't have an experience, they don't feel like they hear from God, sure, or they find themselves in immense suffering. And they're trying to figure out why a God who apparently is all right. love and kindness would allow them in particular to suffer or people around them to suffer yeah. um, for them to experience loss. Like this I, broken world produces a lot of doubt about oh, a yeah. good God.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, then then it could be – and I've you know, known a lot of folks who say it's not God. It's is the God good. Right. Um, or uh, what was the part you, you opened with there? Like the um, – before you were saying God is good, what were what were you saying? Because there's no – oh, for people who think they heard God or had an experience, and it turns out it doesn't go well, right? Like God told me to date this person, and the person's a psychopath,
0: right? Like, right. So
1: then you or start. God questioning, said he was going to
0: save somebody, and he didn't. You know, like, like from yeah, from like, being or sick. he was
1: going to heal them, or yeah. yeah. And I, I, that's one I've heard a lot. That that's one that makes me nervous. That that's honestly like. Because I've seen a lot of that because of the circles I grew up in, you know, where people came around and went, you know, God said my life was going to be better and it got worse, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you go, where did he say that? Well, he just told me this one time in prayer and, you go, oh, what about like where the... Bible said through many sufferings, we enter the kingdom. Does that factor in or does the prayer trump that?
0: Or in this world, you will have troubles.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or does your, the feeling trump that? So that's one I get hung up on and I'm sure that's, yeah. You know.
0: Well, it's interesting to me because like for the reason that I have, I think I don't now have many doubts is because I've expanded the way I understand that God speaks. Okay. But yeah. at the same time, I have don't, I haven't expanded it to God told me. Yeah. Outside of the narrow understanding of what Scripture already tells me about who I am, right. so instead I have moved to a place where I look for God in the world and through people and through the miraculous to tell me that He loves me, tells yeah. me that I'm a son, right. that I'm a priest, to like affirm the identities that are extremely clear in Scripture. Right. Sure. I look for that in a broader sense than I used to look for it. Yeah, you know, and so I mean, but, I will. But you
1: don't expect. But then, if you have a sense that you're, that you suck, which I sense that sometimes. Yes. And you go, that doesn't align. Like, God doesn't say that. Like, the way I would say it to people is recognizing the voice of God by seeing it in the scriptures. And then when you hear a thing in your spirit or you sense a thing, you can go, does that, is that the God I know? Is that the God in the scriptures? And, you know, does he say, he would say, he would discipline you, he would say that was wrong. But he wouldn't say, you suck. Right. You know, like, and I I could, you know, so many ways I could prove that in the Bible, right?
0: Well, And at the same time, Rod always says, my co-pastor, and I think it's important, is that if you have doubt, you have faith. If you have no doubt, you have no faith.
1: Right, because the one who's engaging in doubt is engaging with a real person, a real relationship. It's it's not just uh, no problem, sure, why not? Yeah.
0: So, I have doubt. Yeah. It's just maybe I don't have doubt about the existence of God. Right. Because I've come to a place where if there is no God, I just really don't want to live. Yeah. Like, to me, that makes no sense. And so, that part I don't doubt. Now, working that out, that's where all the doubts of how yeah those things play themselves out. I get, you know, because we all have the dark night of the soul, and the and the enemy continually accuses us and accuses God. Yes, and, oh sure, and and, and so
1: it's yeah. difficult. So, so when um, when you feel, you know, for you, when it when it feels like, uh, you know, you have a day where you're just like, I feel like I was with God today. Hmm. Like what? What are what happened on that? What, what kind of thing? Well, I could like-
0: actually talk about that happened this week in a, in a pretty dramatic way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, being a pastor, as you well know, is hard. Right. Um, and the way that I tend to pastor and the way we planted the village makes my life relatively transparent. And right. And I don't always have a day off on my day off. And, um, so I, and, I, and that's not to say I don't create boundaries, but... I over the last few weeks, maybe month, I have had this increasing burden on, and where I have just the the things that are happening in my church, the things that are just happening in my life with my wife and her her dad in the hospital for like mm-hmm. now twenty three days, um, and just the burden that places on our our home and and on her heart and on the whole family's heart. Like you just get weight, you feel that weight. This is right. the the heaviness of life and. To the point where you're like, yeah, I believe in God, but I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do the calling of God anymore. Like, I'm done with this. (laughs) Sure. You know, I, 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 maybe somebody else needs to do this uh, that's better at it or who has more capacity. And so, uh, you know, Ash Wednesday was coming up. Yeah. And um, we had our Ash Wednesday service. And... It was an interesting experience because it was, it was a fun—well, as fun as Ash Wednesday can be, <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, hoot. Yeah, well, it, it, it's really difficult for Ash Wednesday at our church to be uh, as somber as one might hope with a bunch of kids. And, oh, yeah. But it's a very powerful moment to put the cross—the yeah. sign of the cross on little children. Yeah. But I didn't have any dramatic experience in that in Ash Wednesday, but I went home, and that burden— which was extremely heavy, was completely gone. Yeah. And part of it, I think, was as I was weighing with that, that burden, I had chosen to, with Lent, for those who know what Lent is, uh, you know it's 40 days before Easter with it's Sundays. not
1: when somebody borrows something from you. No. No, 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 no.
0: And so you fast something and you add something usually. You fast uh, something that's taking up time so that you can fill that time with uh, a focus on um, – on Easter, on your own sin, on Christ's sacrifice for you um, and the hope of the resurrection. But I think I was wrestling with God more than I realized about giving up things because I had gone to the place where the, my burden was so much that I had these things in my life, you know, like I'm giving up watching TV. Mm-hmm. And it, it was so much, I think it had become so much a thing in my life to like, uh, I need this to, to like kind of tune out of what's happening in my life. Yeah. It had become that mechanism, and I felt like I was saying, you don't need that, and I was like, yes, I do, and it had become, and there were some other things that I, I was going to give up along with it that were more private in my heart, and I was just like, I don't want to give these up. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Like I was having this battle, and then when, when Ash Wednesday, it was us, I didn't give them up. God just scooped them away. I went home, and I was like, huh, like this is completely gone. Like It just mm-hmm. lifted off of me in a way that I could not do. Hmm. So I, for me that was a very dramatic experience because it was like right. the service was over I walked home I mean we went home and the burden was gone and yeah. I was happy was, you know and it it was a beautiful picture to me the way God lifts our sin and brokenness off of us um when we're like the the man who brought his son to Jesus and where he says you know I believe please help my unbelief like yeah. it's like my actions say I believe my heart's like ah this is not yeah this right. is not i can't do this. Yeah. And I think that that was a big point, moment for me uh, recently. So yeah. that that deepens my faith and gets me excited that God's involved in my
1: life. Yeah. So. yeah, for sure. How
0: about you? What, what kind of builds your faith?
1: <sighs> yeah, I think I think it's been a lot more the little things lately. It used to be I'd I'd want some I don't know, something bigger. Yeah, like a lightning bolt. But no, no, oh, i kind book. of scared of those. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know what, like something big. I mean, you know, somebody comes to Jesus and it's dramatic. Right. That used to be the kind of thing that I would be like, oh, it's happening, you know. And now I've realized even, you know, that, I don't know what's going to be the end result of that, you know, like the big dramatic thing that's, you know, and somebody might double back on that. So I I've put less stock in those big events, you know. And I've also seen a lot of the best change that happens in people has been slow, nothing crazy. It's a little bit of both, I guess. But, um, but yeah, just little things like where I've realized – and sometimes it's like the world is awfully dark actually and and the world – I mean just our life, our existence, you know. And, you know – Really, like, there, there's there got to be, if there isn't a hope behind all this, this is just kind of, why are we doing this? You know, kind of thing. And I'll think, there's, there must be more. Yeah, there must be more. And that'll that's faith strengthening for me to have those thoughts. And then um, little things like seeing something really, you know, beautiful. I mean, just an experience of, like, just enjoying someone's presence and going, you know what? Like, this seems beautiful bigger than just, you know, natural selection or whatever. Like, why is it that we connect with people and that, that we love and that we care and like, you know, that's the, science hasn't explained that away, you know? Um, and I'll just have, I'll, you know, it'll just be little moments like that, little simple things where I'll just mm-hmm. go. God this this just this is just screaming that 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 you you know that the you I've heard of that the good creator the loving father are are here um yeah sometimes just stuff like that I remember uh, one time John Piper saying you know don't ever miss a tree and I miss a lot of trees but his point was like just how cool they are you know just right. And that was that was encouraging to me just to think, yeah, like I don't want to miss like all the really cool, beautiful things, you know the hummingbird that zooms by or you know, I don't know, so every once in a while, one of those will catch me and all I don't know, just kinda my faith is strengthened,
0: yes, beauty, a little yeah, intricacy of God's creation, something good,
1: yeah, yeah. And it doesn't mean I'm not noticing the bad, because of both of those things are kind of, the tension of the two, I think, strengthens my faith, interestingly enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a, so I, I think one of the things that's underlying in your two statements that you texted me about, like, what, what, where do I have doubts and what builds my faith is ultimately what motivates all of us, and Scripture's pretty clear about this, is our fears. And so I mean there is a fear like does god really exist there's yeah, a fear what if what if yeah what and if we're all alone mean anything, actually? yeah and and then you're you're just kind of you've become the center and you're scrambling to kind of right. keep yourself in an equilibrium or or just get out of this world because it makes no sense and a lot of that has to do with the fear of suffering or your suffering getting worse or your loneliness intensifying and fear of being found out yeah there's a lot of that going on when it comes to doubt it's not just like some rational, yes. I doubt because we've lined up all the facts and yes. there are more facts on this side than the other one or right. there are more good ideas, so therefore I doubt that God exists. It's it's much more.
1: Usually there's a, you know, you go to that, the rationality stuff follows the other question, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me to, you know, when what's I think fear? about what yeah, strengthens my faith more than anything is the active presence of Christ in his church. Mm -hmm. You know, I think sitting here and talking to you back and forth about our experiences over the last year and a half is a faith strengthening event for me. Right. Because I have seen the presence of God show up in our podcast. Like I, we've made room for him to show up and he has, and I think it's had an impact on people and on me. And, you know, I can just go from a, you know, experience after experience within my own community where I'm like, oh, the presence of God is here. Like I, it's, the promise that we're two or three are gathered there I am like that's that's a powerful thing like yeah you know um and you you experience it yeah and so you, it it doesn't necessarily remove all my emotional fear and doubt but it definitely comforts me and directs me
1: yeah yeah it's yeah. a big deal absolutely well i'm going to call it because uh you got to go well i think i do i'm supposed to so I'm supposed to have to go. What time are we I'll at? Be double checking, but we're it's uh been at this for go. Going, we're gonna be about thirty two minutes. Thirty two minutes. That ain't bad. So well, um
0: before we close. Yeah. I, I just had a couple. Well, we got an email. Oh, we did. Um and I we I got a lot of responses from my community.
1: Uh huh.
0: And so when I say a lot of responses, I got three responses, which means That's no one. responses usually come. So is a lot. <laughs> I triple. mean, in the sense yeah. about. Directly, uh, like, what they liked about the the podcast. A lot of people say, hey, I listened to your podcast. That was good. But um, –
1: A lot the, meaning two of three. And yeah. And there was one that said more. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, three people commented they really liked the us saying what we were reading. Oh. Like, because that was really, really helpful.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and then I had a thought that I thought maybe we could do live about, like, to promote next – week's podcast to see what you thought about it because desiring god had a really interesting um, article on the new marvel movie
1: i actually saw that
0: and and a lot and it's created a lot of controversy and a Uh lot of people frustrated with the what was said in it and so i thought it would be interesting for us to give our opinion because it addresses issues that you and i tend to address in this podcast, okay, well, it
1: was it was it was it called "Behold Your Queen." Was yes, it, it was "Behold
0: Your Queen." So, if you want to read it before we talk about it, that would be cool. I
1: actually did read it, and it awesome. was awesome. Me too. And it was, uh, yeah, I I I would be happy to explore it because I kind of walked away going, it wasn't the typical Desiring God. No, article. it
0: was not. It was almost like a Babylon B Desiring God <laughs> article a Maybe, little bit. A little there's
1: bit. yeah. There's sure, some of that. yeah. Let's let's go for
0: it. Awesome. I don't know what are you uh, what are you reading. Right now.
1: Right now? Mm-hmm. I'm reading a children's book. Awesome. What is it? The Iron Man. It's oh, the, the the book b- that inspired the movie The Iron Giant. Yes. Because we are doing the Iron Giant as a movie night at our church. So um I wanted to read the book that inspired it.
0: Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: And mm-hmm. uh yeah, yeah, it's actually it's interesting.
0: That's a yeah. Cool. So if we're going nonfiction or fiction instead of nonfiction we are – my family is reading um, a book by N.D. Wilson. N.D. Wilson. Andy Wilson is the son of a very famous reformed Wilson.
1: Oh, sure. Yes.
0: Um, and he is
1: – The, the uh, Doug? Doug Wilson, yes. He is yes. a hyper-reformed Wilson. Yes.
0: And his son uh-huh. is a pretty sweet writer. Like He yeah. writes amazing books. But right now we are reading a book, um, and it is – Oh, goodness. It is in his time travel series. Um, And it has uh, has a kid who has two snake arms. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And his name is Sam. And I don't quite remember. It's the third, the name of the book, but it's the third one in this
1: series of time travelers. I'll bet if he's anything like his father, he's a great writer. So Doug Wilson, for all of his, his potential excesses and people's critiques of him, the dude can write. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. No, they're
0: they're all yeah. He's he's a very very good writer. Yeah. Um, and I was I was gonna just quick since we are.
1: While you're looking? Ah, uh, here point? we are. It okay. is Outlaws
0: of Time, the the last of the Internet. Internet slow. Oh no, slow Internet.
1: Slow internet, still loading. In the nonfiction category, I've just waded into Little Lamb Who Made Thee by Walter mm. Wanker. That's the the other book I'm reading. But I've just started.
0: That's interesting. This uh still won't give me the title, but you can get it, you can you can work out the title. Outlaws of Time number three, the last of the dot dot. All so, right. It's very good. I recommend all his books. And he's theologically not in the same place his father is, but yeah. still reformed. Interesting. So, very
1: interesting. All right. Well, signing off. Thanks for joining me. Now. Yeah.